Welcome to the Quest Express, your passport to immersive travel experiences and cozy conversations. For curious explorers who understand the art of slow travel, we're your go-to podcast. Every few weeks, we touch the heartbeat of a new city where we chat with artists, innovators, historians, and entrepreneurs who make each city come alive. The Quest Express is not just a podcast, it's your ultimate slow travel companion. It's an invitation to begin your own quest. The journey from idea to reality is often an arduous one. Today, we examine Paul's bold vision of the reconstruction of the first historically informed opera house. Now for a front row seat to the birth of Teatro San Cassiano. What's really required to take a powerful idea like this, especially when you're a pioneer? What keeps you going? What keeps me going is that this matters. Mm-hmm. It's just wrong that this theater doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's just wrong. And it, yeah. it, it's, it's a crime that we don't, you know, we have, just stop a second. We have never listened to an opera by Monteverdi as he would have heard it. We've never heard it properly. Mm-hmm. Never heard an opera by Vivaldi as he would have wanted it. Handel, Popora, you can go through all the list of your, choose your favorite rock composer. And mm-hmm. we haven't heard him properly. That's just wrong, isn't it? Yeah. But your point at the beginning about quest, you know, I hadn't thought of the word quest, but you you nailed it. That's that's what it is. It is a quest because we have to deliver this. And yes, it was crazy. Uh, at the beginning, it was absolutely absurd. What are some of the most insulting things that you heard when you shared this? Because I personally believe that if someone doesn't say that's a crazy idea, then you should abandon it. When people start saying it will never work, that's crazy, that's when I know I have something good. Yeah, I'm tempted. Well, I still face it. There are people mm-hmm. who would gladly stop the project. I'm tempted to put above the entrance, they'll never build the theatre here, because that was the, the common belief. And it's that question of not having anything to fear but fear itself, to quote one of your presidents. And at the beginning, we were told, we were, I was looked at and shunned a bit as, as this crazy English guy. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Someone else bringing something to Venice that we don't need. And that was the dismissive uh, approach. So we were very much kind of tolerated, but not taken seriously. And with Venetians, the first answer is generally no. I build in six months every time when I present something to allow them to say no, then allow them to have the conversation. And to their credit, once you have the conversation, they will be open-minded. So. Mm-hmm. I started the project with a, a 250,000 feasibility study, uh, 250,000 pounds, English mm-hmm. sterling pounds. And because I thought the project was impossible myself, I myself thought it was impossible. Oh, really? I thought I'd, 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 I'd carry, well, I thought I just couldn't see how we'd find a space to build in Venice. Mm-hmm. So I carried out this feasibility study, expecting that it was going to be impossible. I could give up the dream, go back to my real life. And I tried and I was happy. Mm-hmm. My problem started when we finished the feasibility study and we thought, hang on, we can do this. This oh. is possible. This is feasible. Mm-hmm. And that was, you imagine the excitement of that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, we're now some four and a half million euros into the project. This is how much you are. It, how much it's cost me personally. Believe in this dream. And Absolutely. That, yeah. But but I'm 
you know, I'm not a crazy person. I'm a businessman. I've been in business right. since I was 23. Right. Um, and what got us was not only is this feasible, it's sustainable in Venice. We will get our money back. We will, you know, I have no intention of losing that money. Now we need to invest and we need people with deeper pockets than me to build the whole theater because it's a, a 50 million euro project of which that 4 million is part of that 50, as it were. It's a very much a feasible project now. We are now, instead of having this crazy idea or being on a quest, mm -hmm. we now have our site. We now have the backing of the Comune, uh, the, 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 the municipality. We, the Venetians themselves now see how important this is. They want it. And Beautiful. we're now reaching out to us, people we want to support us. And it's becoming a reality. We had to go through that journey of being crazy, impossible, to feasible, to now, okay, now we're following the process. And I would be remiss if I didn't state the Schopenhauer quote. Truth goes through three stages. First, it's ridiculed. Then it's violently opposed. Then it's finally accepted as truth. So it sounds like you have the support of the community now. And the way I'm thinking of it once it's built, it's a no-brainer. It's a must-visit because it, it's such a unique piece of history. I, I think it will be the idea, because we put a lot of work into the... I'm, I'm also a musicologist, so the technical accuracy is, is paramount. Yeah. The idea is that when you walk through that box from this modern safe complex we need to have by law around the theatre into the to the the theatre itself, it will be like a time machine. Mm -hmm. And you'll be, because this theatre does not exist in any form today. We're celebrating this theatre because it's the first public opera house. Well, how do we reimagine the term public opera today? Uh, because we all buy tickets for everything. So that's yeah. that was the big thing at the time. So now the idea is to say to everyone, come in, come and see it. And what better way of saying, come in, come enjoy it, than using a mobile technology to, to share, to put on mm. Instagram, this place is amazing. Come and come and join us. And on that point, to answer your question about films, absolutely, mm -hmm. uh, we intend to stream every single performance live, not just not just what our best version of that staging every evening. I think where we are, and I've been into streaming before it existed. Mm -hmm. um, I, in fact, it's always been fundamental to the model. And if we're looking at the point of reimagining the idea of public opera, making it accessible to everybody, because it I is see. the greatest art form. You have dance, you have dramatic play, you have music, you have everything coming together, the best musicians, the best poets, the best composers. And if you can transmit that around the world, it's, it's about excess. And of course, it's encouraging them that perhaps one day they will come to the theatre as well. Yes. Because as you say, that seeing a, a great orator in that moment live, Mm -hmm. They are exceptional when you actually get to hear them live. Yeah. And I don't think you can beat being in the theatre. When we started this project, there, there really are, there were no images of the original theatre, no description of the original theatre, no plans of the original theatre. So you think, oh, my God, how can you ever recreate something from nothing? But... You mentioned before that we were the first to do this. Mm -hmm. No one's, to my knowledge, no one's ever tried to rebuild this theatre. Mm -hmm. And as a musicologist, I was pretty certain that no one had gone through the boring detail. Because when you look at the archives, of course, you want to look at the performance of the opera, the staging of the opera, the, the costumes. Mm 
-hmm. not how the stage was built, not how right. the theatre was built. And when we went back to that, sure enough, the information was lying there. <gasps> and we were able to take the original measurements. We were able to work with the original primary sources. You know, we are standing on on the shoulders of great musicologists. Wow. So it's not us. It's them who have done the hard mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And then we've come along and we've sat on top of, on their shoulders and we've, we've then mined a bit deeper because they were looking at performance and the operas themselves. Mm -hmm. We want to look at the theatre. Mm -hmm. and, and we have many of them on our team of consiglieri. So out of that, we have been able to get the, can we rebuild the theatre, the San Cassiano as it was? Absolutely. Will we get every single detail right? Not at the beginning. And the beauty of this project is you... By the fact you have to practically build something, rather than just as a musicologist talk about it, we often find that that takes us to a point where we start off not knowing the answer or we start with the wrong answer. It leads us to the right answer. Mm -hmm. And so we've made this pledge that if we, as, as make up something, say, say the stage was square and we find out it was triangular, then we will change it to triangular because mm -hmm. as the evidence can, because it's only wood. So it's very easy to adapt. Right. Um, it's not difficult. So if I share with you now, I'm going to show you a CGI that we've made of the original theatre. Cool. And it's extremely accurate. So here we go. The CGI that we've created of from 1637. CGI in many ways is harder to create than rebuilding the theatre because after my ask my craftsman to carve or do any image we want, with a CGI I, I need a pre-existing image. Mm -hmm. So you can see here just how beautiful it is again just six rows in the stalls you have this wall of 153 boxes all one meter wide so a foot and a half so, so when i see the old movies the old period pieces i think we've that's something that we all see we see the people in the boxes the aristocrats flirting with each other being coy how many seats in total will this theater hold of people so you have 153 boxes which in those days would have had four people in each box mm -hmm. today you for obvious reasons we reduce that to two two people sitting very tightly together at the beginning there's just enough space for both of them because it is a commercial theater so they're cramming people in mm -hmm. the orchestra stalls is space for 99 places at this moment so that gives us a, a capacity of 405 people and you have this tiny, tiny stage and this tiny, tiny theatre. Look at the orchestra here. You, you, so you see there, there's a rack running down the middle of the orchestra. Mm -hmm. So the orchestra is not as today of this sort of um, semicircle shape. It's a very thin, narrow strip that runs horizontally in front of the stage, where at one end you have the maestro and his continuo. Mm -hmm. And then he looks down, straight down this rack of uh, strings, where half of them are sitting their backs to the stage looking into the public and half of them are sitting to the public looking at the stage so you, and then at the end of that rack you have the second continuum because you obviously need to continue for early baroque mm -hmm. and it's amazing because the maestro when he's playing his harpsichord just looks up and looks down this rack of string players and he can see all of his musicians in one go wow so it's completely different to today you have the most amazing views on the uh, proscenium stage of these boxes that are called proscenium boxes so they're they can't see the the action on the stage but they can see the singers in the proscenium stage and they can see that you know they're just three meters four meters away from the world's best singer 
Mm -hmm. uh, it's remarkable. And then, of course, you have behind you these special effects on uh, painted on camp. I mean, Canaletto learned his trade painting canvas on stage, on the scenery. Let's get real. What is needed to bring this to life? What we need today, obviously, is the finance and the funding. Okay. And, you know, the, the beautiful thing is that we started the project. We had a conference that we're marking the fourth anniversary actually today. Uh, so the timing is perfect. And on day one, we, we worked, how do we build this theatre authentically? How do we build it in an historically informed way? That's the, the phrase, historically informed. We can't be authentic. Yeah. Day two, we talked about how we stage opera in an historically informed way. And on mm -hmm. day three, we talked about Venice. But by then, we built the theatre historically in an historically informed way. We were going to stage opera in a historically informed way. Why not run the theatre in a historically informed way? Mm -hmm. Why not go back to the beginning? As a businessman, I like models. Yeah. I like when I talk to you, say, look, I've got a great idea, but don't trust me. Here's a model that proves yeah. them right. And so we go back right to the beginning of opera. And the beginning of opera, they would have the plans of the theatre or of the areas of the theatre. And they would sell, and the phrase in English is off plan. I don't know what you guys have in America, but off plan. So just from looking at the boxes I just showed you a, minute, a moment ago, Mm -hmm. You'd say, well, I'd, I'd like that box, please. And you would pay for the naming rights of that box, effectively. So what you're saying is that oh, there's a couple of ways that this could be brought to life. One, you could have a great patron or donor who could ostensibly have their name somewhere in the theater as the major patron. It's a more democratic way where someone says, this is a historical theater I would love to have my rotating name on a box. Is that that, that's exactly correct. Um, whether you are someone who has the f facility to support the entire project, and we were, it's a 50 million euro project, and you may share the passion I have and think, this is for me. This is, this is my chance to give back to opera, to mm. be a founder of the San Cassiano. Imagine that, being a founder yes. of the San Cassiano. Or you may think, well, actually... I'd like to sponsor the the bar, the foyer, the restaurant. So I have the, whatever your name is, restaurant or the bar. Or, you know, we are releasing the the premium ordinary, the, the most important tier, where you can have the naming rights for that box. And those naming rights, they will last for, well, they will last for, for 10 years once the theatre is open. So we're talking mm -hmm. 15 years from, from today. But also in the theatre itself, away from that, there will be this special commemoration where your name is there in perpetuity as the founder, one of the founders of the Teatro San Cassiano. Beautiful. That's why we talk about the Tron family, because they, they founded the theatre. So we're talking a legacy project. Um, it's very clean and very simple, Carrie, in that you know, you're literally buying that legacy, I guess, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're getting product, obviously you get the ability to go to the theatre as well. Yeah. Uh, it's all included in it, of course. But, you know, that, that in terms of legacy is second to none. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to hit the notifications so you can learn more about getting involved or learn about exclusive founder opportunities. Go to teatrosancassiano.it, which you can find linked below in the show notes.